0: Have you thought about what God felt about the first Christmas? About whether he looked forward to it? And about whether, how long he spent getting ready for it? God spent thousands of years getting ready for the first Christmas, not just a few weeks or even a year. he had been getting ready for Christmas, the Bible tells us, since the very first days that human beings walked the earth carefully shaping history, carefully readying people to understand what it meant, patiently explaining and teaching why it needed to happen. Now th- this morning we only read one of the ancient promises that a child would be born, that, that wonderful promise of, from Isaiah of a, a king who'd be a wonderful counselor, a mighty Lord, uh, and so on. But there are so many others we could have read about the child who'd be a king. Not like any earthly king, who, a king who would suffer for his people. There's so many promises and God was getting ready for so long. And why? Because he loved to do what he did at Christmas. Now if you've been listening to the readings, when God came down at Christmas, he came from a throne of power and might and majesty and came all the way down to be a little baby in a dirty manger in a poor little town and yet he was looking forward to it. This is is what uh, a verse in Colossians says talking about this miracle of Christmas for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Now those first words mean so much. God was pleased to have his fullness dwell in him. In other words, God took pleasure. God was delighted to come and live among us. After all those thousands of years of preparation to make us ready, God was coming himself in all his fullness, it says. Not just a messenger, not just a prophet or an angel. The problem he came to solve was far too deep for that. So he came himself. In that little baby crying for his milk. All the fullness of the power of God, all his wisdom, all his might was visiting us. God, the Son, was there completely for us, didn't leave anything behind of what it meant for him to be God. So that if we had met that little baby, we would be meeting God. And all that power and wisdom that made the stars hidden in a helpless little child in Bethlehem. Not that we'd have recognized it if we'd seen it, unless we'd listened to those angel voices. God knew no messenger could do the job he had in mind. We cannot meet with God except he comes to meet with us, comes to earth. No human being could reach up to him, so he chose to reach down to us. chose to give us himself so that we could know him and he was pleased to do it for it would cost him so much he was pleased it was his pleasure it brought him joy it says in another place Jesus did what he did for the joy set before him now I wonder how you generally think of God you think of him as perhaps a little grudging towards you or a little grumpy as putting up with you because he has to no the reason christmas is a happy time for us the reason we can celebrate with joy is that he had joy in reaching down to us to do this and the reason why he did it was to reconcile us to himself it says in other words to to mend the broken relationship between us and him, between humanity and God we'd fallen out in other words and God took the initiative to put it right you know maybe you can relate to that coming up to Christmas maybe there are people in your life who whether recently or long ago they've done things to you they shouldn't have and now as a result you're distant from them you just don't have the relationship you once had the relationship you ought to have and you wish you could be reconciled now That's the reason Jesus was glad to come, why God was glad to come in Jesus, because through that he could mend that relationship, the relationship that we had broken, putting it back together so we could know him again. We wanted to be our own gods, our own little kings, deciding for ourselves what's good and bad for us. And he came personally so that he could turn us from that rebellion against him to knowing him once again ultimately as the end of the verse says it was through his blood and we'll we'll talk about that more at Easter than today perhaps but even if we'd read a little further in the Christmas story Mary was warned of the sorrow that was coming for her the cross casts its shadow over Christmas because he came to die it's costly for God to reconcile us, but God was like it was building a bridge across the divide between humanity and himself, that bridge which is so distant anyway because he's so much greater than us but which is so much deeper still because of the way that we ignore him or hate him or forget him, the way we sin against him in other words, but he was making a bridge across that divide. He was giving us a way back. So at Christmas, he was pleased to reach out a hand to you and call you back. At Christmas, this God who sees everything, remember, who knows everything, who sees everything you're proud of and pushed to the surface of your life for others to see, and who sees everything you're ashamed of and everything you hide from others, who sees every unkind action and doesn't just hear every grumpy comment but knows every single thought in our hearts and minds all the bitter and cruel and angry thoughts we had this morning and yet it was his pleasure his pleasure his joy to come and reconcile us at christmas we usually spend it with our family don't we people who they may, they haven't earned our love We love them because of who they they are. In the same way at Christmas, we we don't earn God's love. This God knows us. He knows that we need to be reconciled to him. He knows that because of what we've done, we need the relationship between us remade. And yet he chooses to not just pay the price, but he's happy. He takes pleasure in paying it in bringing us back to him. So he sees us, he sees the broken relationship, he sees and knows all you are, sees you right to the very bottom, and he still loves you enough to be delighted to bring you back to him. That's the good news of Christmas. That's the kind of love we all need most, isn't it? You know, if we're only loved when we deserve it, we're only loved when we do well. We'll all be be worried, won't we, that one day we won't do well, one day we won't live up to it, one day we won't be able to manage, but this is real love. The love that won't let you go. In other words, God is not like Santa. Santa will bring you presents if you're good, I'm told. And if you aren't, apparently coal. I don't know if anyone here has actually ever received any coal at Christmas. Um, Um... It's pretty unusual, I think, isn't it? But God is not like that anyway. (laughs) He really isn't. He knows you haven't been good. And he reaches out from the stable in Bethlehem all the same, so that if you will, you can come back to him. That's the baby at Bethlehem. Come to be a bridge back to God for you. Christmas means that in God, Jesus is extending his hand to you. And he's saying, come, take it. He's calling us back to himself.